Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, May 2nd. We are in the beautiful month of May. Mine didn't get off to the great start that I thought it would. Uh, obviously, the NBA playoffs were good on Sunday. We'll open with that. NFL draft was Bonkers for my Jets, just a grand slam for the New York football Jets. I mean, listen, it's easy to hit a grand slam when you got two picks in the top 10. Ravens did well, Eagles did well, Giants did well. We'll talk about a little draft at the end. But my weekend didn't go great because you guys know I've been working up to this soccer tournament, this adult soccer tournament that I had played in. Um, and we made it to the semifinals and lost to the eventual chance. But I particularly didn't play well. And it was one of these rude awakening moments where I'm like, you know, you, you have them as you're aging, like, damn, I can't just do the stuff I used to do. I, I'm just unable to. And I tried to do a little too much. And at one point, I tried to take on two guys on a bouncing ball. And I like tried to one-time it into the goal. And I lost my balance. I got sandwiched between the guys. Land on my shoulder. And I'm like, ow, that hurt. Instantly sub out. This was like game two of five. 
And I, you know, I'm like, oh, that hurts. But you play through it and you're fine, whatever. I posted some of the videos on, on Instagram if you guys missed them. And all of a sudden, I get home, I get out of the shower, I'm exhausted, I look at my shoulder and I have this huge bump. I'm like, oh, geez, I hope, hopefully it's not a bad bruise. Sleep on it, excruciating pain all night, uh, like cold sweats, like, oh my gosh, do I have a broken bone? First thing I Google is like shoulder injuries. I'm like, okay, it's not the collarbone, but apparently it's the AC joint. And um, I started, you know, you know what happens when you get injured. You dive down one of these rabbit holes of like, you know, what does it mean? What are symptoms? All this nonsense. And I, they show photos of the AC joint, and there's this woman with, like, the same bump I have. And they're like, it's major, two to three months, maybe surgery. I'm like, no! But then uh, I went and got a massage Sunday, and then I iced it, like, all day. And by the end of the day, like, the bump had gone down significantly. And I'm like, all right, so it's probably not that bad. The pain has gone down massive in 24 hours. So I'm hoping it's just, like, a bump. Uh, a, a bad bruise, maybe a deep bruise, a slight dislocate, but nothing major. But ultimately, you know, you guys know I have this basketball league coming up. I, my next thing on the horizon is this tennis tournament. I finished in the semifinals. I've lost twice that I've entered it. So I was planning on, like, getting a tennis coach. I, I know I'm getting nerdy here, but, like, going down the rabbit hole of, like, okay, I want to win this sucker. So my plan was, okay, you finish soccer. I got this basketball league, and I will do tennis two days a week, and I'm going to win this bad boy. And now it's like, oh, you got an AC joint injury. You might be on the shelf for a month. And I'm like, is this the big guy upstairs telling me, you know, Jay, just slow your roll. Okay. Why don't you focus on the podcast, handle your business with work and family and just chill with the sports a little bit. So that's where I am on this Monday morning, a little pain, but ultimately my Jets did so well in the draft and the Warriors beat the, and I apologize to the four Memphis Grizzlies fans who are listening to this podcast the insufferable Memphis Grizzlies. I'm sorry, that's the only word that comes to mind. They whine on every single call. They, You know the Surrender Cobra where they have the fans and they put their hands on the head and it looks like a cobra and they're, yeah, they call it the Surrender Cobra? I swear that happened like six times to Memphis when they were just befuddled by calls and then it trickles down to the referees. And the referees totally were in the tank for Memphis and I'm not just saying that as a fan, like... Yeah, I had bet on Golden State, and they didn't cover because Clay missed two free throws. But that's not—it's not—that's not that big of a deal. I just thought they were doing everything in their power to screw that game up. There's no way you can give that officiating crew an NBA Finals game. No way. They were horrible. First of all, the ejection of Draymond Green was a travesty. I mean, yes, it, you see it—the tug of the jersey. He attempted slap before, and like, just a, I'm going to foul him. I don't want to give him the dunk. Yeah, I got it. Obvious. Flagrant one, no doubt. To eject him? That's un- that was just unbelievable and bad officiating. So that's the first thing. The second thing is some of these whistles, I mean, goodness gracious, the, 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 the call on Curry that was a charge, it was clearly a block. They even reviewed it. And then after Clay clangs the two free throws, the refs, the ball like goes off the Grizzlies and out of bounds. The refs all look at each other. I don't know. I, I couldn't see it. I... Uh, and they're like, okay, go to the review. And there's no review because nobody could challenge it, and the refs don't have a call to review. So they did a jump ball. Like, what on earth is that? The NBA was just, the end of the game was bonkers. First of all, it was a great game, great drama, and I am glad the Warriors came out on top. And my big takeaway is the Memphis Grizzlies are in deep, deep trouble, okay? This is a team that 
steamrolled Minnesota in the fourth quarter. I saw a crazy stat. First three quarters of the series, Minnesota was plus 29. Fourth quarter, Memphis plus 62. They just dominated the fourth. Minnesota vomited all over themselves. Just whatever you want to say, urinated down their leg. They just totally botched at the end of every game. You think the Warriors are going to do that? You think Golden State, this seasoned team with championship pedigree, as Steph Curry said afterwards, you think they're going to do this? Now, I will note this. Because of the Draymond Green ejection, you know he plays the center in the death lineup. They played Clay Thompson at center for, I think, like nine minutes of the fourth quarter. I think Otto Porter was in there a little bit. Kuminga had okay minutes. Um, Kevon Looney, I don't know how much he played in the second half, not much. They essentially went Clay, Wiggins, Curry, Gary Payton, and Jordan Poole. That was mostly their closing lineup. And for them to get 16 offensive rebounds in the game, four for Gary Payton, three for Jordan Poole, three for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, 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 Memphis, they've got to be humiliated. This was a game they had to win. And by any measure, this should have been a Memphis win. You get the best game in the career of Jaron Jackson. For as awful as he was at times and foul prone in the Minnesota series, he was unbelievable. This looked like the guy who's like, oh yeah, he's a super max guy. 33 and 10, 6 of 9 from deep, carried them for stretches. John Morant was good, but not great. He, I know the final line, 34, 10, and 9, ja, ja, ja. Everybody loves him. Eh. I thought Gary Payton Jr., um, or Gary Payton II, whatever they call him, whatever his name officially is, I thought he did a great job on Ja Morant early fourth quarter. And Ja got nothing, and that's when the Warriors extended the lead to like 7, 8, 9. And. I had to call my son in. I was like, you got to watch this guy. Gary Payton, you know, my son plays video games, so he knows Gary Payton. It's like Gary Payton's son is called the Mitten because he's so good defensively. And I'm just telling you guys, he is going to win the battle one-on-one with John Morant. He really held him in check when he's running on a fast break. You know, Jaws looking to get, get going. If Gary Payton's in the vicinity, he won't jump with him. Gary Payton is, this guy could be the unsung hero in the series. He's that good. Obviously, we'll give shine to Jordan Poole, who was tremendous. Clay Thompson was bad. When this is the perfect storm for you, Draymond ejected before halftime. Clay, 6 of 19. Steph Curry in foul trouble, only played 37 minutes. And you get the best game of the career of Jaron Jackson. And you don't win? And you lose? Like, if you're Memphis, if you're a Memphis fan, you know you're in deep trouble, okay? You can't take advantage of that small ball lineup. Well, guys, Draymond is coming back. Clay will not shoot 31% or whatever it was every game the rest of the series. So, Rob, I don't know. My takeaway, we'll, we'll get into Bucks uh, celtics although there's not much to say there, is that this is gold, Golden State is going to win this series. That was the pick before. But Memphis has to be just crestfallen having lost this game. Now, they did lose game one to Minnesota at home, and there was panic, and then they pummeled Minnesota in game two, but Minnesota ain't Golden State, okay? Minnesota was clearly happy to get game one. They got waxed in game two. I'll be shocked if Golden State gets pummeled in game two, Rob. Oh, I'd be shocked if they lose in game two, much less pummeled. I mean, apologies to our boss, Scott Shapiro, who's a, the mm-hmm. only Minnesota Timberwolves fan, you know, this side of Minnesota. But... To your point, Golden State is not Minnesota. You know, Carl Anthony Towns was blowing kisses to the crowd because they were just happy to be there. You know, 
Like that that's not what Golden State is here for. And to your point, there is not going to be another game anywhere in this series, probably much less in this postseason, where Steph and Clay combined to shoot 14 of 39. And Draymond Green not only gets ejected to play 17 minutes, but in those 17 minutes, he wasn't good. He had five turnovers in 17 minutes. That he was on pace for a Russell Westbrook esque game. Okay. Uh, let's not go there. Let's not go You know, like that that's bad. where he was at. And for Memphis to not be able to capitalize on it is is something they're not going to be able to live down. Because it's hard enough for them to beat Golden State four out of seven. Because I just don't think that I don't think Memphis is as good as their record says they are. And we saw that in the last series. But they basically gave that game away. They, you know, they, they, there's no reason why, even though I know they came back to take the lead late and that's what, you know, ended up being closer with the score. The fact remains is there is no situ, there is no way that you should be down double digits in the fourth quarter when Draymond hasn't played and Stephen Clay are off. There, There's no reason for that. There's no reason when Jaron Jackson Jr., to your point, has the, the best game of his NBA career, probably his entire career, going back to high school. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Morant, the numbers are, you know, he has 30, what, 34, 10, and 9, whatever it is, something crazy like that, and, and you lose. So it's hard enough for them to beat Golden State 4 out of 7. This is one they should have. So now you basically got to beat them 5 out of 7 because this is one you should have won. Um, if I'm Memphis, I can't feel good about this game. Um, like you, I think I had, I think we both had Warriors in 5 anyways, but the way that this went on game 1, the fact that Golden State was able to pull it out when they had maybe their C minus level game, it felt like to me. Outside of Jordan Poole, I don't think anyone really played that well, you know, uh, or anybody played above expectations. Most of them were below expectations. So this could be a sweep, in my opinion. Yeah, I would not be shocked. Um, you know, uh, Doug, my, our colleague Doug Gottlieb did not like it when I said, you know, if you really squint, you know, you could see a little bit of. And I should have elaborated. When Jordan Poole is finishing at the rim, bro, his layup package is elite. I know we only say that for Kyrie Irving because we all, everybody loves Kyrie Irving, okay? But you remember how Derrick Rose would just die, knife through the lane and just finish with ridiculous acrobatics? Jordan Poole's doing that, like, all the time. I, I don't see as many reverse layups from anybody as Jordan Poole. Like, this guy, is he carried them for stretches there in the first half. Uh, 31 points. Nine assists, eight rebounds. Like when Jordan Poole can match Ja Morant, like you're not losing the series. Now I know Memphis fans are gonna ping me and say, "Yo, hey, Jay, is Dylan Brooks gonna shoot three of thirteen again?" Well, here's the thing, you know, Dylan Brooks might shoot three of thirteen again. <laughs> like it, we're not, he's not some awesome player. Like Clay Thompson has a history. Like Desmond Bain is incredible, but you know he's still a young guy. I, I would say he was the best player they had against uh, Minnesota. It shot 50, 46, 75 from the line, 23 per game against Minnesota. But again, we're talking about a second-year pro, guys. You know, Desmond Bay, I'm not saying the moment was too big, but is there, a, is there a situation where he just struggles to get off in this series? I don't know. I just, I, I like everything about the Warriors. The only thing I didn't like was Clay Thompson's defense. Bro, John Morant torched him. It was almost like Ja was calling for it. Now, I know I said Memphis is insufferable, and I'm sure that's going to get some people worked up, but the thing I didn't like, like I saw Ja attack Kuminga, a rookie, who was, I think, in high school last year, right? Or is this his second year? I don't even know. Ja Morant then goes, he can't guard me, and like points at the guy right at halftime, right? As they're going to the tunnel, like, why are you, what have you done 
in this league, other than win most improved, to be able to do that. And I got to say, at some point, Rob, the whole John Morant's dad's antics on the sideline, like, bro, can we tone it down? Like, what's going on? Why are we going this overboard? I'll be honest, I let it slide in the Minnesota series. Hey, you're happy to be there. I get it. But now, like, the guy... I don't know. Listen, I, I'm listen. I sh- I know I would be geeked if my kid were in the NBA, but I certainly would not be acting like a buffoon, running up and down, uh, giving people high fives after every layup. Oh, and by the way, Ja go totally got locked up by Steph Curry when it mattered. Steph Curry, okay, Ja. So settle down. And then, oh, by the way, you bricked the layup to, for the game. The what you you've been lighting up Minnesota with that play, and oh, uh, guess who was on you? It was Gary Payton Jr. and Clay helped out, and you just missed it. So, like, you know, I, I don't know. Is it, am, I go, am I being too much of an old man? Listen, John Moran is electrifying. I get it. But I'm all in on the Warriors in the series, and I just I think it's a little bit much for a guy who's won one playoff series. How many playoff games has he won? Six? Uh, Seven? Maybe. Maybe, maybe six. I think. I, I, or maybe they, they, they may have won one. Yeah, so five probably. I don't remember they won last year against Utah. But, um. I liked it better when you went full heel there. I didn't like when you went at the end and said, you know, I like John. No, just keep the same energy through the whole thing. Say, look, John annoys me. This whole Memphis Grizzlies team annoys me. They do. They do. Come on. I I don't know how they don't annoy everybody. Now, then a bunch of people chirped at me that, oh, well, what about the Mavs and Luka Doncic? Luka's special, though. Come on, man. There's levels to this. There's levels. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what Luka's parents look like. John Morant's dad. And listen, I would be on the court cheering my kids on if they were in the pros. And I'll tell you, I would not be acting like a buffoon like his dad, just running around going crazy. It's a little off-putting. They, they play, I, I, am I they, being old? Like uh, That team, because they're so young, has a very college basketball AAU-ness about and them. And I dig that. I dig the trash talking. Trust me. Uh, Rob, I said I'm about to play in that le- a league with a bunch of dudes. We have a stacked team. I, I'm not going to lie. And are we going to be showboating in some of these? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think any well, one guy on our team might be able to dunk, but he's coming off an ankle injury. But I'm going to have my kids there and uh, watching the games, and I'm sure uh, other parents will bring their kids, and we'll have like a cheering section, and it's, we're going to have fun. But this is like a rec league, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the NBA, there's not camera, TV cameras, I don't think, on us. And he's celebrating, and y'all didn't even win the game. But I don't know. Is that too much? Are we hammering the Christmas it's too a, much? It's a little. I mean, I like it because it's fun. It's entertaining to me. But it's it's a little extra considering you haven't worn sleeves since the early two thousands. Oh, you know, as we're doing this podcast, Jason has no shirt on again. Just one of the Americans. Seattle Sonic shirt. Sure, what are you talking? About? All right. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Celtics. There's just not much here, guys. I, I'm stu- I like the Celtics to win the game. Uh, and the series, no Chris Middleton. It doesn't look like he's going to play at all. And does it even matter? I'll say this: the contrast, Rob, in watching the Warriors trot out a, a lineup with Clay at center, and then earlier when you're watching the Bucks, they had a front line of Giannis, Brook Lopez, and Bobby Portis, like six nine, seven foot, seven foot. 
I don't know what Giannis is seven, right? And like the Boston Celtics just could not score. I do believe I saw a stat that this was one of the worst offensive games from two-point land in the history of Boston Celtics. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it. It was that bad. They just couldn't make baskets. And when Jalen Brown and Tatum struggle, I mean, you have no chance. Entering today, well, entering Sunday, the Celtics had never made fewer than 14 two-point shots in any game. Sunday, they made 10. They made 10 two-point baskets. And that is in 6,630 games. That's a staggering stat. Now, why did they only make 10 two-point baskets? Well, they were jacking threes, and those weren't falling either. Um, 18 of 50. 50 from deep. Poor Peyton Pritchard came on and just couldn't throw in the ocean. It's a little easier against the Nets, eh, Rob? When the, the, the yeah. No defense playing Nets, huh? Just a little bit. And my big takeaway from that game as I was watching it um, was, now, I picked Bucks and six before it started. So, oh. you know, it's... Even knowing no Middleton? Yes, uh, but it's not going to be one of those ones where, oh, you know, the Bucks easily are the best team. It's just I trust Giannis in big situations right now um, more than I think anybody because I think that just matchup-wise, I think that he gives people a lot of problems. Um, but I did not expect Boston to look as bad as they did, and it wasn't just that they were missing shots. It was that that defense that Milwaukee was playing was lights out, and so my big takeaway was as impressive as Boston looked against Brooklyn— the net series did not prepare the Celtics at all for what they were going to see in the next round. Brooklyn plays no defense. Milwaukee can lock it up. Brooklyn, you can attack at least two guys on the floor at any given moment, no matter who they, it's Kyrie and or Curry or Patty Mills or whoever. There's at least two guys you can go at. Most of the time when you're playing Milwaukee, you don't have that luxury because they're so big, as you mentioned, but also because they play great team defense. Milwaukee doesn't make the same mental errors that Brooklyn does. Um, the way that their offense runs in Milwaukee is much not as not a ton of player movement, but a hell of a lot more than what you get in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's very ISO, 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 ISO. So anything that you saw from Boston against Brooklyn, you can kind of throw it out because you're not going to get any kind of those advantages at all against Milwaukee. So I kind of expected. Milwaukee was going to steal game one. I didn't think they were going to beat the brakes off them like the way they did. But I, I always knew that it was, in my opinion, I thought it was going to take Boston at least one game to kind of get their bearings before they got yeah. under control. I, I, you know, I expected a little bit of rust uh, given a, a, lay, a little bit of a layoff. And, you know, first quarter, eh, second quarter, I'm like, huh, down 10. Like, all right, third quarter, still down 10. Fourth quarter, and they never, never made a run, never got interested. It was kind of a boring game, and... I don't know if they're going to choke out Boston like this without Middleton. I misread the Bucks. I, I didn't realize they were that good. Like, bro, they're starting Bobby Portis and Wes Matthews. Now, Bobby Portis is now a fan favorite in Milwaukee. Fifteen and eleven. He mean mugs all the time. He plays hard defense. Uh, Tatum is getting much tougher defensive assignments in this one than he had in the last one. Like, every time he gets the ball, it's like, oh, here's Giannis. Oh, here's thick Bobby Portis all up in me. Here's Pat Connaughton defending me on the wing. Like, they, they just throw waves at you. And when Connaughton and Great Allen can come in and hit five threes, it's like, oof, Boston's in some trouble. Tonight's games, before we get to the NBA draft, oh, sorry, NFL draft, Sixers-Miami, obviously the huge news, Rob. Joel Embiid, in a game against the Raptors, late up by 29 points with four minutes left, suffers a fractured 
orbital bone. He basically got his face broken. He'll miss the first two games, at least, of Sixers heat. Now, you know anytime I could take a jab at Doc Rivers, I will. And why he had a potential MVP in the game with a sprained thumb already, up by 29 with four minutes left, is beyond me. And it obviously is because he knows his history of choking, and he didn't want it to happen again. Now, up by 29 with four minutes left, are you going to blow that? No, I mean, that's, um, that's impossible. Four, uh, literally impossible to blow a 29-point lead with four minutes left. But Doc, clearly it was in his head, and he kept his guy out there, and now he won't have Joel Embiid. Now, when Doc Rivers was asked about this, he was like, well, the Raptors still had their starters in. He's gotten so defensive. I almost feel bad for him at this point. Philadelphia, tough draw tonight against Miami. But I'll say this. Miami quietly has had a bunch of guys injured. Jimmy Butler missed a practice. Remember, Kyle Lowry missed two games. Butler missed a game. So they're walking wounded a little bit. Would not shock me if tonight's game is closer than the experts think. Uh, is it going to be a Harden game, a Tyrese Maxey game? We'll see. I, I don't even know who's going to play for Miami, so I can't. I can't toss out a prediction because Miami, again, has been late with some of these like, oh, yeah, he's a scratch like two hours before the game. So, uh, I, like, I'm not certain. I don't Is Lowry back? Rob, have you seen anything? Uh, all I heard was questionable. Not, nothing definitive And Jimmy Butler, is he even a lock to come back? I, I just don't know. And maybe Miami says, hey, we got to play the long game. They don't have Embiid. Let's trot out Max Struess and Bam Adebayo. And try to get this dub. So I'm going to lay off that game. I'll have some player props for you later. Um, this probably is going to be a Tyrese Maxey game if they're going to have any chance. And then Dallas-Phoenix is the nightcap. Now, this is the series I'm so fired up about. I want, I'm rooting for Dallas. Same way I'm rooting Warriors. I'm rooting Dallas against Phoenix. I, it's just, a, I, I don't know if it's going to be able to happen. You know? Chris Paul is just totally dominant now. I, I, he's just going to, Jalen Brunson is a really solid player. I, I just don't know how you... Who do you even defend Chris Paul with? You know? On the switches. Like, they're going to go right at Luka Doncic. Luka on Chris Paul, that's not what you want. And if Aiton's able to stay on the floor, I, I, I think it's going to be a good chess match, the same way we're seeing, you know, Warriors-Grizzlies. I'm hopeful, man. I am hopeful Dallas can make it a series. They're going to need one of two in Phoenix. Just for, you know, poops and giggles, I'll take Dallas in seven. Rob, that's speaking with my heart, not my bank account, obviously. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that's a terrible bet because what the Mavs have going for them is that they, they play great defense, no matter who's out there as a team. I know Luka will get hunted, but as a unit, they move well. And they're going to have the best player in the series at all times with Luka Doncic, assuming that, you know, his hamstring has healed up, which he looked pretty healthy, I thought, in the, at the end of that Jazz series. So Yeah, he, he wasn't shooting it great. But he's had now an extra like three days, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. But, you know, just having him out there is, is a big deal for them. Jalen Brunson moves into a secondary playmaker role, which is exactly where he fits better. I know that those numbers, everyone was so excited that, you know, he might be the next great point guard. And no, but he's he can, no. he can fill in and help you out. Um, I, I think this is going to be a tougher series than, than people would expect because Phoenix, whatever that they whatever mojo they had in the regular season seems to have been evaporated. Um, I don't know if it's the Booker injury or just, you know, uh, maybe matchup issues with with New Orleans. 
but I, I don't view them as this juggernaut that they did in the regular season. There's something that's missing from them right now, I believe. So I would still lean Phoenix uh, to cover the five and a half, but I don't feel good about it at all. So Rob, uh, someone texted me, you know, one of my gambling buddies texted me this um, before the games on Sunday. So ESPN does like a, I guess they have 15 million people covering the NBA. So they have what's called like an expert picks for the series. And they say, oh, Suns in four, Suns in seven, whatever. Someone actually texted me. I haven't seen the article yet. Heat were 19, experts say 19, 19 of the experts say the Heat win, zero say the 76ers. 20 of the experts say the Suns, zero say the Mavericks. 20 say the Warriors, zero say the Grizzlies. One of those three is going to be in some trouble. I, d- I don't know who it is yet, but you know how the thing these things work, right? Like when everybody thinks that it's going to happen and you got 90% of the people betting on the, on, on the Raiders take the other side, right? Yep. Heat 19-0, Suns 20-0, Warriors 20-0. Which one of those do you think is most likely to either struggle badly or lose the series? Phoenix. Interesting. I would have said maybe Miami, but the Embiid thing scared me off. Right. And then I went Warriors because, you know, I'm, I like the Warriors. And then, you know, ultimately I'm with you. I said, well, the, no, I'm not, it's not going to be the Warriors. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be Phoenix because, as you said, Luka is the best player on the court. Now, Remember, against the Clippers, Rob, Luka had to go against Kawhi, Paul George, great wing defenders. Mikhail Bridges, he ain't in the, he's not like built the way Paul George and Kawhi are. You know, he's kind of wiry, he's younger. I think if they try to just put him on Luka, Luka's going to bully him inside. And Mikhail Bridges is a great defensive player. He's just, I think, again, people forget Luka is like 6'8, 245, right? He's big. Do you like think about it? JJ Watt is like two sixty five, so Luca is like almost JJ Watt size. Is JJ Watt not even six eight? He's like six four, so he would dwarf Luca would dwarf JJ Watt. That, think about that for a second. And he's going to be posting up Mikel Bridges. Like I, it's going to be a problem. I, I'm fired up for the series. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, I want to close with the NFL draft. Rob, uh, I'll let you go first because you are a Raiders fan, and obviously the Raiders didn't have many picks given the whole Devontae Adams situation. But have you had a chance to digest how your Raiders did in the draft? Yes, I have. And And? it's become abundantly clear that Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake will not be with their franchise after this upcoming season. Oh, my. You know, it was kind of a long shot to begin with once they made the Adams trade and to a lesser point when they got the the Derek Carr deal done. But Hunter Renfro's got to get paid. Darren Waller is an absolute bargain at what his current deal is because they signed him so early. And there's just no way, especially with coming from the uh, the New England front office, because well, they, they have now, that they were going to pay a running back a billion dollars, you know, or whatever that it was going to take to keep Josh Jacobs. So they drafted two 
running backs, which doesn't make any sense for this upcoming season, but it just tells you where their mind is that they know that if they're going to penny pinch somewhere, it's going to have to be from the backfield. And um, I think it's the right thing to do. As much as I like Josh Jacob as a player, you just can't pay everybody. And it's the reality. Yeah. Uh, the, the kid Zamir White from Georgia, I'm pretty sure he was like a five-star prospect who was supposed to be a superstar and then had a couple ACL injuries, I think, maybe one in high school, one in college. But he's ridiculously talented. Now, I don't know much about Britton Brown, the UCLA kid. You probably have the full scouting report on all UCLA players. Does Brown have a chance to – he's going to make the team? Uh, I'm not totally confident he'll make the team, especially in the running back. He'd have to be fantastic in the special teams. But the fact that they took him when there were other guys available who fit a more of a position in need, like, uh, what is it, Bubba Bolden from Miami, the safety? Like, I mean, the, the Raiders need secondary help, and I think he went undrafted. Um, Justin Ross from Clemson, who two years ago would have been the top 15 pick, and then he had yeah. a series of injuries goes undrafted as well and it's like well if you're the Raiders and you got Devontae Adams and you're looking for someone opposite like take a flyer on this guy in the sixth round like what's what's it gonna hurt and the fact that they went with a running back tells me that they that they feel like there's a more pressing need to make sure we have our guy in place once this season's over because Josh Jacobs will not be on the roster interesting that they went with you know they only got six picks two running backs and then the rest in the trenches Right. Yes. Uh, two defensive linemen, two offensive linemen. Like, hey, uh, you know, they're, they're they're. I mean, that's like kind of the way you build your team. Um, but now let's talk about the New York Jets because Rob, <laughs> I know you are. You have to be excited. I don't really read much into draft grades. You know, Rob. Brief tangent. One of the dumbest things is when people say, "Oh, this guy was a steal." Do you know what that is? That's essentially them saying. I thought this guy was going to be awesome. I thought he should have been a top 20 pick. He fell to 35, so that's a steal. That's not what that that's not what a steal is. That's you basically saying I think that guy was going to be great. So for him to go later means it's a steal. What if you just didn't think what if the guy's not great to begin with? Right. And that's why he fell and you overvalued him. So I don't buy all this steal crap. So let's get to Jermaine Johnson, right? who we had on the podcast Thursday, sounded confident. I The sign-off, if you forgot, was, hey, I'm a Jets fan, maybe, you know, and he was like kind of laughing, like, oh, yeah, maybe. I even said at 10. He falls past 10. He falls past 12, the Vikings, where I had him in my mock. He falls down 15, 17, 20. Ultimately, you're like, what's going on? Why is this guy falling? I think I saw Daniel Jeremiah, NFL Network, had him as one of his, like, top 10, top 10 rated players. The Jets decide, well, Nobody likes this guy. We will get him at 26. So the Jets got Gardner at four, Wilson at 10, and Jermaine Johnson at 26. They got, I'm assuming, an A-plus from everybody on the first round. Whoever's grading them. In addition, Jeremiah had all three of those guys ranked in his top 10. Now, why does Jeremiah matter? Well, I don't know a lot of people who put out like top 100 boards, top 200. He puts out like a top 150 board multiple times during the year. Uh, also, he works in NFL Network, and he interviews for NFL jobs all the time. So I don't read a lot of the other guys. Honestly, I've I've read less and less of Kuiper and McShay in recent years just because I got to know Jeremiah a little bit. And um, being out here in L.A., you hear some stuff and about certain pundits, and you start to just gravitate toward them as opposed to others. At any rate, the Jets, after getting those three stars, Rob, get the best running back in the draft by many folks, Brees Hall out of Iowa State. They get a tight end from Ohio State, Jeremy Ruckert. I'm sorry, Brees Hall, Iowa State. 
And then they pick up two linemen. Now, Clemens, the guy they get in the fourth round, um, was arrested twice in a three-month span or three-week span, something ridiculous like that, which gives you a little bit of pause. But that's part of the reason he fell because apparently he's immensely talented and you know was loved, but there are people, he was just too much red flag and stuff. Can the Jets get him in order? Can Robert Salah sell him on, hey, bro, you keep your nose clean, you're going to be in the defensive line rotation. I mean, they got two good pass rushers, from one from the ACC, one Big 12. They got a superstar running back. I mean, he was a superstar All-American at Iowa State, and he's going to join Michael Carter in the backfield. And you got Wilson on the outside, Sauce Gardner, number one cornerback. Uh, Rob, I, I know the Jets do this a lot. It, I'm, I'm not ready to say they're going to be a playoff team. But, as Rob contains his laughter, I'm just saying that the talent is on board. I saw one of the craziest breakdowns ever. And again, I'm going to stick with the Jets here, despite Rob probably being like, bro, can we move on? Okay? So, Joe, Joe Douglas was, the, was named the GM after the 2019 draft. If you look at the Jets starters in 2019 on offense, you know, Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell, et cetera, et cetera. Rob. In three, less than three years, the entire starting 11 has been replaced. Not one player from the starting 11 in 2019 week one is going to be on the, is even, I think, on the roster. That's what this guy's saying. All 11 starters on offense will be different. Defense, very similar. As I look down the list, one name jumps out that's still there. C.J. Mosley. That's it. 10 of 11 replaced. Rob, that's the kind of teardown. That's like, you know, if you're interested in a teardown house, you got to take it down to the studs. Just totally, all the way down. Raise it. Bring in the structure. That's what the Jets have done in three years. So to ask them to get to the playoffs, it's a little bit much, Rob. That being said, they must be competitive. Absolutely. If they're not competitive, you know, Zach Wilson, Salah, everybody's in trouble. Now I've spent too much time on the Jets. We'll wrap up quickly, Rob. Philadelphia Eagles crushed the draft. As I said on Friday's pod, you know, they're coming out of this looking really good heading into next year. And I include that uh, A.J. Brown in the mix for that because he is a game changer. Jordan Davis, they got N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. I mean, basically two of the best players all season on the best defense in the country that won the national championship. Like, that's amazing. Uh, the other one, and this one probably is not going to be as popular, Rob. I'm going to, you know, I'm plant my flag right now. Are you ready? The Arizona Cardinals had a awesome draft. And I do believe this is a team that will win the AFC West. And remember, they were very close to winning it last year. I think they lost it in week 17 or 18. Seattle's going to be bad. The 49ers, I don't have a ton of faith in, and there is some rumblings. I'm not ready to go with it yet, but there's some rumblings about Trey Lance. If you guys look hard on the internet, you'll find it. There's some rumblings out west that Trey Lance has not looked good at all. And now, and again, I think we'll probably hear this this week or next week, once Jimmy Garoppolo's healed. Could Jimmy Garoppolo be the starter week one for the 49ers? Rob, I'm not ready. Don't make it the headline. It, but let, let's file that away. I think later this week, we will be talking about the 49ers starting quarterback situation. 
Um, but the Arizona Cardinals will battle the Rams in the West, and the Rams, you know, the Super Bowl hangover. Cardinals had a great week getting Hollywood Brown, buddy of Kyler Murray, Trey, Trey McBride, best tight end in the draft. I had him in my first round of my mock at one point. He was He's, he's that good. Uh, Cameron Thomas, San Diego State, awesome edge rusher. They got another edge rusher out of Cincinnati from uh, that great Cincinnati Bearcats defense. Nice running back out of USC. I'm just, I think Arizona crushed the draft. Haven't seen the grades on them, but I think they're going to win the division. And I remember I bet them to win the division last year and lost it late. It hurt. But it's just, I know all the turmoil. Rob, you know when there's turmoil, people are like, oh, Kyler Murray, Cliff Ah, that team's got problems. I'm just, just file it away. Arizona Cardinals in the NFC West. Uh, any other teams we need to hit on? Any other storylines, Rob? Uh, well, you want to jump on one big storyline. I mean, we have to talk too much about it. Was uh, the Green Bay Packers again refusing to get Aaron Rodgers the first down wide receiver? I mean, it's just yeah. getting comical at this point, you know, that they didn't do that. But I thought the biggest winners, you know, aside from your Jets, I think they just did a great job. Was the Baltimore Ravens? But I feel like they win the draft, you know, every other year because unlike most teams, they don't reach for need. They don't reach for, um, you know, if there's a run on wide receivers, hey, we got to get our wide receiver now before they run out. Like, they kind of just let things fall to them. And I know you're not maybe super high on Kyle, Kyle Hamilton because he's I like safety. Him. I like him. I mean, well, I mean, maybe not you, but a lot of people who listen to this oh, podcast, yeah. you know, a lot of the analysts we had on. But they got, in my opinion, the number one safety, the number one center, Tyre Linderbaum from Iowa. Yeah. Um, David Ajabo would have been a top 15 pick if he didn't tear his Achilles. And the guy that got in the fourth round from Minnesota, there was someone hoping that the Raiders were going to take because he's just a mountain of a man at right tackle. Like he's one of those guys you just stick there. You know he can run block. And he's so large that he's going to be a decent pass blocker because it takes longer to get around him. Like He's just that big of a guy. So I don't think that. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. I I don't think the Hollywood Brown loss is going to be as big of a deal because they don't throw the ball enough anyways for it to become that big of a deal. So I think uh, Baltimore had a great, draft over the weekend yeah i would echo that yeah charlie kolar the iowa state tight end uh was like an all-american that guy's good and you know baltimore just loves to draft tight ends also ojabo um the guy who tore who was it an achilles or ACL? I, I think it was an achilles i'm almost positive it was an achilles. okay so the the talk is yeah he might be back by november guess what you don't need him back in september and october You've already got a really good pass rush. And I'll tell you this, Rob, if you're looking, if uh, you know, P1 listeners here, 45 minutes in, if you're looking for a team to bet to win the Super Bowl when you're in Vegas this summer, hitting the summer pool scene in Vegas, the Baltimore Ravens, with, remember, they were down to their like third string quarterback late in the season and they were still in games. They lost more games, I think, to their defense than any other team in the league. Secondary decimated, offensive line, like fifth string running back. They're bringing back a ton of guys. And I bet you anything, Rob, that Lamar Jackson, I know that people have knocked him for not really negotiating well and trying to get that new contract. He knows that they're going to be stacked next year. And if they make a huge run and get to a Super Bowl, he will then, I got an MVP, we're in the Super Bowl. I would not be shocked if Lamar said, I want Pat Mahomes type money. And you know what? If they get to the Super Bowl, Rob, uh, he's been in the playoffs, what, four years? <laughs> I think three or four years, right? Uh, they lost to the Chargers, you remember? Right, um, they lost to, um, they beat Buffalo. the Titans, and they lost to Buffalo, and then last year they didn't make it. So. They didn't make it. So he's been in the playoffs two years. They go, th- that'll be three, and an MVP in the Super Bowl. <sighs> Just keep an eye on the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we'll wrap this up. A uh, couple guests we've got. 
uh, coming up this week, I think you'll like. Also, I just want you guys to follow it away. I am officially obsessed with the NIL stuff. Uh, Rob, you know, late Sunday, a big college football decision was made. Uh, late last week, there was a uh, Miami Hurricane situation in the NIL front. I, 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 again, there's a lot happening. It's May. Um, things will cool down. But this NIL stuff is awesome. When I hear that there are rumors about a college football player transferring and they're going to give him a house, folks, <laughs> we're in awesome. T- this is phenomenal. I almost said a lot of bad words. They're excited at the end of the podcast. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.